Hello and welcome to Focus on Fancy Romance, episode number 18, a podcast where we discuss books, genre, industry, and our geeky lives. We are doing an author mixer today and the topic is self-care. Uh, so all of us here are very, very busy. We have kids and well, most of us have kids or extended family, jobs, things that just stress us out like crazy and we're going to talk about how we find the moments to de-stress because basically self-care is taking care of yourself so you're not so freaking stressed out and since the last two weeks we've missed the podcast due to self-care I thought that that would be uh, an appropriate topic um, so if anyone objects, I will go first, kind of, um, I'm going to outline kind of what my day is like and then how I sneak moments for me in uh, throughout the whole day. So <clears throat> I don't see anyone objecting. So I have a full-time job. I have two kids and a husband. I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I work out and that is self-care. And I have to get up at the ass crack of dawn to do it because as soon as my kids wake up, they're like, I want food. I'm thirsty. I want to go potty. Um, <laughs> so I get up and I, I do that. Uh, uh, and then I get out the door, take my kids to school or daycare, whatever is appropriate for the day. I go to work and I work eight hours. I get two 15-minute breaks and I actually sneak away from my desk and walk and read. And... <laughs> So there's like a figure eight inside my building and I, I've got it down where I don't really have to pay attention to where I'm going. And the other walkers know if I'm going and I've got my head buried in a book, they will, they will walk around me. <laughs> so it's, that's a great habit and I get my 10,000 steps because I've got a Fitbit and that's part of my uh, work incentive to keep us um, dropping stuff um, healthy. And then at the end of the day, I come home and I purposely spend time with my kids so that they know who I am when they're older. And, um, and then I have, a, like I said, in, I think in the 2017 Goals podcast, I have my bullet journal. So once the kids are settled for the evening, I go through my bullet journal, uh, take care of anything that I, I wrote down for the day, and I make sure that I go to bed on time. Um, and that's actually a typical weekday. For me and it might sound crazy <laughs> if, you're, if you're looking at it from the outside but that's how I sneak in time for me I don't go nuts uh, Amy what do you do what is your typical day and what do you do to sneak in your your moments for yourself well um, I work full-time too and I have two kids my kids are a little bit older. They're 10 and 14 um, and very independent, which is great. I have a husband um, and pets. So um, on a typical weekday, I am up at 6.30. Um, I used to before this year, I would actually get up at 3.30 in the morning because I had to be at work at 4.30. Um, so this is a little bit of a different time schedule for me. I'm not used to quote unquote sleeping in. Um, so it's been really hard to, to kind of get my body used to that. I was always an early to bed, early to rise person. My husband is the opposite. <clears throat> he is a very much a night owl. So if we ever wanted to see each other and spend any time together, I was usually staying up past my bedtime um, to do that. So now that my schedule's changed a little bit, I can stay up a little bit later. So I get up at 6.30, take a shower, um, and wake my kids up at 7, and 
we're out the door by 7.30 and I go to work. And I really, I'm allowed two 15 minute breaks. I never take them. Um, just because I don't, I'm usually busy. I travel a lot for my job. Um, I'm not in my office on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm always driving back and forth or doing something. So in the car is one of my big moments where I have my time to do what I want to do. So I turn on my music. A lot of times I will turn on my Spotify channel. <clears throat> if it's in the morning, I listen to Elvis Duran in the morning. Um, just because that's like, he always has some kind of really like motivational thing going on at least once a week. So it always makes me feel good to listen to the radio station. Um, <clears throat> and so whenever I'm in the car, I, that's when I do a lot of thinking about my writing, a lot, a lot of thinking about what I've been reading. Um, so I spend a lot of time in the car playing music and just kind of thinking, of course I'm paying attention to driving too, but um, my mind is a lot of times on writing or what I've been reading lately um, or the podcast or something like that. Um, after work, come home, I will make dinner for my kids. My husband works nights, so he will already be at work by the time I get off. So as soon as my girls have their homework done and their dinner, they are independent, like I said, so they go off to their rooms to do their own thing. Um, a lot of times they'll be watching YouTube or playing video games, and that's my time to write or read a book. So um, from there till the time my husband gets home from work, I'm on my own. There are times when I'm a little bit burned out, um, especially if I've just finished working on something that I was really frantic to get done. Um, yeah, my brain will be fried. I get to the point sometimes where I'm like, no, I just need a night. I will not open my computer. I won't look at my phone. Um, I still chat with my girls, obviously, but um, I'll watch TV, turn off all the lights, and just kind of chill. Um, and that's how I basically self-care for me. And then the other big thing that I love to do is really, really, and my husband laughs all the time, really, really, really hot showers, good, nice, soft pajamas, fuzzy socks. And then I just get on my couch and turn on my TV and I just veg out. So yeah, it's important. I get to those points where I'm like, I can't write another word. I can't think another moment about reading or looking at words. I just want to be dumb and stare at the screen for a while. So that's what I do. Paulina, how about you? How do you take care of yourself? I escape. Um, let's see. I don't have kids. I am the guardian of a 26 year old, um, but I don't wake up till seven because I don't want to. I go to the gym most days, um, hang out with my boyfriend, take a nap, and then go to work. I know, like I was listening to your guys' day and I'm just like, oh my God, I sound like I'm like lazy or something, but I mean, I have social anxiety, so to me, the hardest part of my day is the eight hours I have to be at work and I have to smile and I have to be nice to people. Um, both guests and employee, um, yeah, the guests and employees. Um, I work as a server, so I serve drinks. I work at a casino, so I work with people who are losing lots of money and they're mad already. They want to yell at me. I don't got time for it, so half the time I ignore them or just, you know, try to calm them down a little bit. But um, usually, I try to get my writing in in the morning. So I have about an hour from the time I wake up. Well, about two hours. From the time I wake up to the time I go to the gym, I usually try to use an hour to either edit or write. Um, when I'm at work, that's when I do most of my writing. When I get home, 
it's literally called veg. Like I walk in the door, my brother just looks at me, says, hey, I walk in my room, sit in the chair I am right now, put the TV right in front of me, and that's, I veg. I play either a computer game, I play Xbox, play PlayStation, and I turn on, <laughs> and I turn on real crime. Yeah, I don't know how that's relaxing, but it's relaxing to me. So, um, like, I just turn my brain off for a while. That's kind of my taking care of myself. Or, since this is more geared towards readers, um, my favorite, like, um, take care of myself, don't bother me, my boyfriend and brother knows, Sharon Kenyon book just came out, if she comes out, Gina Show Walters, I just look at people and I'm just like, hi, I love you, kind of, leave me alone. My boyfriend will literally buy me food, and he'll take me to the bookstore, he'll drop me off at home, and he won't text me for two days. And I'll lay across my bed, and like, you know, my brother comes in, well, honey, you haven't got up? You gonna go pee? I'm like, well, I guess. Um, and that's kind of what I do. I shut down. I either escape into books or video games or TV. And it works for me. I'm able to write. I'm able to keep sane. Basically, I'm able to go to work and not cuss people out. And it, for now, it's working where I'm actually being able to I guess I'm saying motivated to write only because I know that one day I'll be able to lay across my bed for two days and not worry about getting going to work, hopefully. So, Ish, your turn. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, my day generally starts about 5.30. I get up, have a half hour or so to myself. Oh, then I get the kids up about 6, 6.20, depending which kid I actually layer who I'm getting up. Because some will get dressed real quick and some take, you know, the whole 40 minutes before the bus gets here. Uh, so when they go to school, you know, I've enjoyed my coffee. Sometimes I actually get lucky and I go sneak a you know, little nappy back in. I go back to bed. Uh, more often than not, though, I start my day. I don't have a nine to five. Guys, I, I don't physically have to leave my house for work. I edit. Um so I try to do that while the children are at school because some of the content I edit, I really don't need them coming up behind me and seeing. <laughs> um, uh, they get home about 3.40. Actually, it's 3.44. Uh, then my evening starts. You know, I start doing the evening meal prep, the dishes, laundry call if we need it. Uh we play video games we watch TV all kinds of stuff uh, for the most part they're pretty self-sufficient uh, I have 10 kids total eight of whom live at home uh, they range from 18 down to six uh, the six-year-old generally runs off with my 10 year old twins so I mean once again they're pretty self-sufficient as a whole little community I kind of macro manage I don't really have to sit there and listen for all the little things because there's so many one is going to snitch. So I listen for the big, you know, kabooms or you know, something that tells me they're doing something they're not supposed to. Um, writing just comes and goes. I don't have a lot of time to do that per se, but I do read regardless of editing or not every night when I go to bed I dedicate at least a half an hour to read something 
something I do not have to edit, something that's already done and I can enjoy. Um, uh, not that I, you know, don't really work too, you know, besides editing, I'll be, live on a farm, cattle farm, cattle ranch. So my husband does a majority of that. Every now and again, I go out to help, which is mostly me just standing there complaining I'm cold, uh, <laughs> watching him do all the work. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, that's really my day. I, I set my little to bed between 8, 8.30, and then after that, I'm free to do what I want for the evening. I, if I have a real long edit, I return to work. If not, I Netflix. I am a Netflix junkie. I, I once I turn it on, that's it. My day's done. I'm just I'm there. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm there. I've started. Uh, so I try not to turn that on until I know I have time. Um, I go to bed roughly 11:30 midnight, depending, you know, if I manage to sneak a nap in or not that day. But I, I do try to not go to bed too early because if I go to bed before 11 at least, like at 10, I'm up at 3 in the morning. <laughs> it just throws my whole day off. So, <laughs> but that's that's pretty much what I do for self-care. I mean, I, I enjoy reading at e in the evening. Uh, Netflix, like I said, playing with the kids, surprisingly, you, you would think that's work, but a lot of times it is self-care because joking. You know, you're outside getting dirty, playing in the rain, things like that we do. So to me, that's self-care, maybe not level, but it definitely is a mental level. And I think that is one of the most important kinds of self-care. Anybody else? I'm surprised that you can function on that amount of sleep. <laughs> I need... I need eight hours of sleep. I get six hours of sleep. Sometimes my Fitbit lies to me and tells me I get more than that, but I know better. Um, yeah, I'm just one of those persons that I need. I need more sleep than that. I kudos to being. Well, caffeine, I drink a lot of, of coffee too. Like, <laughs> yes. I, okay, so there is a local. There's a local coffee place, and I am in there. I'm in that drive-through every morning, Monday through Friday. They know what I get. I don't even have to like order. <laughs> I get in the drive-thru and, and I'm like, hi. And they're like, do you want a, you know, favorite coffee drink? I'm like, yeah, I, I've got my own cup. I don't even get the, the cardboard cups anymore. Cause I've got my own, you know, reusable one. And they give me coupons all the time. And I think that's their, their way of saying, we know who you are and you're coming back tomorrow. But I mean, even with the coffee, I still need a lot more sleep than that. And I think that that's the biggest, my biggest hurdle is making sure that I keep myself um, physically rested. So, well, if my, um, figure out your peak energy times. And that was, that was one more self-care. I read a lot of nonfiction about how to be a better writer, better organize your time. Um, so it's like your peak energy times. And I, my peak energy times are when I'm at work, which I can't, I can't control when I'm at work because I, I have a traditional desk job. So I can't be like, well, I don't like these hours. I'm going to switch it. Um, so that's why I use my lunch hour to write. Uh, so that was... That means my evenings are kind of, they're not a waste, but they're definitely not high focus time. So that's when I do, 
uh, my reading if I can, if the kids are not rowdy. Or, like, I do watch a lot of shows. I think we, Ray and I just started Frontier, the one with Jason Momoa. That's pretty good. He needs to take his shirt off, but. Why doesn't he take his shirt off? Well, it's up in Canada, so it's cold. Just take it off for a second. I know, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, um, my husband and I, we watch a lot of shows together. That's, that's kind of our, like, our time after the kids are in bed and stop getting out of bed for potty breaks. Uh, <clears throat> but, so what is, of the things that you do to give yourself a moment or, uh, relax what what is your favorite self-care thing that you do mine is I, I knit which i basically had to move to the weekends only because i can't do it in the evening because i don't have enough brain capacity because <laughs> it, it's a little more complicated like i'm doing some lace work um and i read and the reading i can sneak in on my breaks and you know in moments in the evening but what are your favorite self-care things that you do yourself obviously um my favorite self-care thing that i do is um and anybody that knows me or has read my blog lately you will know uh is music i love music i'm addicted to music i will put my headphones in turn it on lie under the covers in my bed with the lights off if i can get away with it if my dog doesn't need to go outside or my kids aren't begging for something um, it's very relaxing and soothing to me. Um, I also love to watch TV. I have several shows that I'm addicted to, which have all been on hiatus lately, thank goodness, because otherwise I would never get anything done. Um, Jake and I just started watching Legion, which is very good. Um, I've only seen episode one and I'm already very interested in what happens next and I'm like, gosh darn it. Um, and I, I find myself, if I'm listening to music or, and my daughter gets so mad, my 14-year-old, because she'll be like, Mom, don't play Panic at the Disco. And I'm like, why not? And she's like, because I like that music. <laughs> but that's okay, because I like it too. She's like, Mom, don't play Death of a Bachelor again. Why? He's hot in that video. Mom, be quiet. That's not funny. I'm only allowed to think he's cute. Well, I think he's cute too, so shut up. So, um, but yeah, so if I, it really like refuels my brain. Sometimes I feel like, you know how, when you're a writer or even readers might know this, you've like put so much effort and time and thought into one project or, or one book that you've been reading and that's all you could think about for so long. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't have any more ideas. I'm completely out of fuel. So if I like watch a show and it's really emotionally like engaging, like Sherlock um, or Killjoys or Dark Matter, and I'm like, oh my, I just feel completely refueled and like my creative juices will start flowing again. I mean, different juices than Jason Momoa juices, but um, yeah, all those kinds of things, they just like refuel your, you know, your creative response. So I love to do that when I start to feel burnout. I'll just take a couple of days be like, I'm going to watch a weepy chick flick on Netflix or, um, you know, I'm going to, it was Hallmark movies at Christmas time. Told everybody I was like, I'm going to watch every Hallmark movie on Christmas, at Christmas because I'm a huge dope for Christmas romance. Um, but yeah, so I do all those kinds of things in it, but music and TV shows are probably my favorite. 
things to do that always make me feel the best, um, you know, to get me pumped up and give me energy and keep me motivated. Because a lot of times I don't have any motivation and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And then I have my friends who are like, but you have to do the stuff. And then I'm like, but I don't want to do the stuff. And then, you know, so we continue on that off and on. But if I feel myself back up, I can, I can get a long run before I need more help. <laughs> Again, Paulina, what do you do? What do you like to do? Well, I already mentioned most of everything of mine. I mean, I'm simple. I sit at home, play video games, watch TV, play phone games, read. Yeah, that's about it. Um, I mean, I I don't like being around people, so that kind of People think I am a people person. It's kind of funny at work. Um, I actually had a lady come t yesterday because she gave me furniture. And she was in my house. And literally after she left, I had to, like, literally lay down. Like, I just don't like being around people. But I love this lady. Like, I hang out with her at work. I talk to her all the time. You know, but it's, I don't know. I'm weird. But um, so my, my whole regimen is literally just... I turn my brain off. That's what my brother and I call it. Um, my brother has a disorder of the head. So he does the same. It's called the same thing. We call it like sometimes we both have them. We're like, okay, you know what? We're going to, he stays in his, in his area. I stay in mine and we shut down. I cook dinner, but we don't talk to each other. And, you know, he has music going. I have a TV going and we won't talk for hours. And we call it our, you know, our recharge time basically. Um, so that's kind of what we do to kind of recharge and um, get everything back to going. <laughs> what do I like to do? Um, generally, I, I would say my favorite thing right now, I change interest so much, it's not even funny. I, I really think I have ADD or something. <laughs> I just can't pay attention. Um, I like to play with Photoshop right now. That's my new thing. So. It, it's actually relaxing. Watch the videos on how to do new things, uh, especially fonts, because those things just are hard. But um, so between and Netflix, that's pretty much my enjoy time. That's about all I do. Besides to harass my husband, sometimes I do that just for the fun of it. I. I Flash them parts and you know, run around the house. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> That's always fun. <laughs> so I find it interesting that uh, Amy was mentioning kind of refilling uh, creative buckets, and Paulina mentioned that she is an introvert. I'm an introvert. I have, it's called generalized anxiety disorder. Which basically means I don't like, I don't like situations I've never been in before, and I don't like meeting new people because I don't know how they're going to react to me. Um, and I also have mild depression, which uh, I mentioned that we didn't have podcasts those two weekends in a row because I, I was suffering from what's called, I call the blurgs. And that's actually really my my cutesy little way to say, you know what, I'm depressed and I don't really feel like dealing with anything. And 
for the longest time, I used to allow people to make me feel bad about that. But now I don't care. <laughs> um, because they can think whatever the heck they want. Um, but if I need to turn everything down and recharge, then that's what I need to do to be able to function. I mean, there's nothing wrong with me taking time for me to take care of what I know will make me a better person and, and being able to pay more attention to my kids and my husband. Um, I guess I, I do compartmentalize a lot of things just to be able to handle everything that gets thrown at you. But, you know, I mean, if you have, if you have a life like ours, things can change in a snap and you have to be able to roll with it. Like I'm a, I'm a post reactor. So like I can handle high, high stress situations like a pro. And then as soon as everything is calmed down and fixed and done, then I freak out. It, it's really weird. <laughs> I, that, and that's just, that's just how I function. That's how I react. And now that I know that that's the way that I do it, I anticipate it, I can handle it better, and I can say, you know, you know, I need to take, I need to take a little bit of time to not be around people, and, and recharge me, and my husband understands, um, and my closest friends understand, and it's really important to have people in your life that understand. Um, if you've got anybody that's trying to press upon you, well, this isn't normal, this isn't healthy, you need to pay attention to me. I mean, aside from children who don't know any better, uh, then they're not—they're not, they're not going to be—they're uh, not going to add value to your to your life as as uh, as a friend or a whatever the relationship. I mean, you can't pick your family, but you can definitely tell them where the boundaries are. And if they continue to push, you can be like, "Well, we'll just we'll just be we'll be polite, but you stay over there." So Paulina wanted to talk about maintaining relationships, and as I alluded to, I, my husband understands my quirks, <laughs> we'll say quirks, um, and he's he's not like perfect himself, and I think that we complement each other fairly well because we just, we just understand what's kind of going on in our brains, and that we need uh, time to recharge either creativity our creativity or whatever is stressing us out. Um, but I purposely, I purposely set, a time, set aside time for my kids, and that's mostly in the evenings and weekends, and I set a time, aside times uh, for um, my husband because <laughs> he, uh, oh, hang on. Um, if you're talking to us, L, we can't hear you. You're muted. Yep. Oh. Hey. Yeah, it helps if I click that button. Sorry, I didn't want you to hear the video game noises. Um, I don't know. What was the last thing I said? That I set aside time for the relationships that are important to me. And it, 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 sounds, it sounds really sterile, but... I, I literally do that. Like, if I want to maintain, you know, a certain friendship, I make sure that I set aside time for that friendship. And I think you've seen the memes around that that you can, um, you know, if so-and-so never makes time for you, that just tells you how important they are. Well, I purposely sit down and make time for the people important to me because 
I can get wrapped up in something or just wrapped up in self-care and not even notice that they, they're feeling neglected. Do you know what I mean? So I know, Amy, you said that your husband works second shift and you work first shift. I mean, what do you do uh, to try to maintain the relationship? Um, yeah, he. this is kind of new, too, because uh, back in April of last year, um, the company we both worked for the same company, and the company got bought out, and his job was eliminated. And so he changed jobs. And he went to a second shift job and um, it was a big adjustment for us. We were used to spending every night together. Um, like we would always our like modus operandi would be that um, while, we're, while we were eating dinner, we would always watch something together on the television um, that we both enjoyed. And um now that his shift has changed, um, it's really difficult for us to find time to spend together. He gets off pretty late at night. He also likes to come home. He plays his video games. He doesn't go to bed till one, two, three o'clock in the morning. He will sleep until it's time to pick the girls up from school or to go to work. So we don't often have a lot of time to spend with each other. He's off on Mondays and every other Monday is my writer's meeting, which he is very understanding about the fact that I need to go to that because that's one of those self-care things is finding a group of supportive people who um, can give you positive feedback and keep you on the right path and tell you that, you know, when you're feeling down about yourself and you're not feeling so successful, you know, or you're not feeling like you're where you should be at a certain time, they're the people that kind of put you back on the path you should be on. Well, he's very understanding that I, I need that. Um, and he's very supportive of my writing. Um, I'm a person who's very much inside my head. Um, I don't share a lot of things or the way I feel about things with people. Um, he's probably a rare exception. He pretty much knows how I feel about most things. But even when I worry or I'm overly stressed out about something, I keep that inside myself. Um, I don't even talk usually. I mean, I'll talk to my best. I have like a very, very best friend that's been my best friend since seventh grade. And she lives on the other side of the country from me having a particularly hard time, I will, you know, talk to her about it. Um, but I'm uh, a very introverted person as far as how I'm feeling emotionally. I'm a very extroverted person when it comes to meeting people, um, feeling comfortable in new situations. Those kind of things don't bother me. But um, if I'm having something personal going on, I don't share that a lot of times. And um, it can lead to stress in relationships because I am unhappy with maybe the progress on my projects that I've been working on or the fact that, you know, I'm not selling books or I'm not reading as much as I should, or I'm not doing the things that I should. And my husband is not in this world as far as the book world goes. So he doesn't understand that a lot of times. Um, but we have been together for a really long time. Um, and we've been married for a really long time and we both understand that the other person isn't perfect and don't get me wrong. He ticks me off um, a lot of days and I tick him off a lot of days, but I think we're a couple that never goes to bed mad. Um, and that's one of the things that we've learned in our marriage and in our life is we have to communicate with each other. And that's one thing that I have learned um, even recently is that if I'm upset with him or if he does something that hurts my feelings, 
instead of being pissed off at him and talking to him angrily, if I say, you did this and it hurt my feelings and here's why, he's much more receptive to that. Um, oh, yeah, somebody in the, <laughs> my husband's going to kill me for saying this. Someone in the chat mentioned sex. That's a wonderful stress reliever. Um, we're a very active couple. We always have been. We were only together a month before I was pregnant with our oldest daughter. So um, that's not a problem for us. And that is a really good way to resolve relationship issues sometimes, um, you know, is just to let off steam and, let you know, de-stress in that way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is hard to maintain those relationships. And especially he understands, he supports my writing, but he is not in this world and he doesn't understand the stresses that come with having a part-time job that doesn't really pay you anything sometimes. Um, you know, and he's like, oh, well, you can just not write tonight. And it's like, that's not how this works. I have to maintain, you know, a schedule and I have to maintain a certain expectation or a level of quality for myself. And so he's learning as time goes on, but it is a little bit more difficult. And he used to, before I was writing and publishing, he would be like, Amy, are you literally going to read all day long? And I would be like, yes, that is my plan. And he would, be, or he would tell people, she can read a book in like an hour. And I'm like, yeah, because I am not paying attention to anything else. If I don't get interrupted, I just read straight through from start to finish. Like, you know, and he, and um, so, yeah, I've been rather lucky that he is trying to learn and accept those things and, and get better. We're trying to both get better at communicating about our stresses. Um, but it is an added stress being, you know, a writer on top of being a mom, being, you know, an employee, being a friend, being a wife, being all these other things. Um, so, yeah, for writers and readers, I think, you know, it's it's just something you have to learn and, and do the best you can with. Paulina, what do you do to maintain your relationship with your boyfriend? Like, how, how, does, how does that um, <laughs> come into play for you? <laughs> it's funny while we're sitting and talking about self-care or whatever that was my brother I was yelling at on the phone sorry it looked like I was going crazy for a second um but uh with my with my boyfriend we it's harder because we don't live together um he has an 18 year old daughter who's getting ready to send to college but for a while there we were just doing like gym eat sleep he leaves I go to work and I finally told him I was like this isn't a relationship anymore it's it's boring, you know, and I was like, we're just, we're basically screw buddies that eat. And so, um, we ended up deciding to have a date night every month. Um, it started two months ago. So one day a month, we're going to just, us, we turn off our phones, we go away, we do what we need. Um, the first day, the first date night, we ended up, what did we do? We went out to dinner, then we walked to the beach, you know, just hung out. And then this other date night, I cooked. We stayed in. We watched two movies. Um, I cooked steak and everything. And the next date night, we're going to um, we're going bowling. So to kind of keep it, I guess, new, we we turn off our phones. I guess you could say that's how we kind of take care of it. Because with his daughter, always she's a dance major. She's really busy. You know, she's demanding, but whatever. That's his kid. And so it ends up with, it ends up with, um, he's always busy with work. He works graveyard. I don't. We don't live together, so we have to carve time out. 
So um, it's 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 a struggle, but we do it. And that's why I don't understand why couples always talk about, you know, oh, I don't have time. Oh, we drew apart because we didn't have time. If you you make time. You know, like I went out to lunch with him. We hung out for three hours. He's home taking a nap, and I'm here with you guys. You know, it, it's all about making time, and that's what we do. That's that's how we've lasted. We're going on six years in July, which is a big record for me. My record was three months. And that boyfriend I threw out on the side of the road with trash bags. So um, <laughs> that's kind of sad. But that's how I take care of my relationship. I talk. I communicate. I say, hey, look, this is what we need. And he knows. If I start, okay, this is kind of, it's not TMI, but I'll let you guys know. If it gets to the point where, like, we haven't, we've been so busy, we haven't had sex, I'll be like, dude, really? I'm neglected. You know? And I was like, you're not the only. <laughs> He's just like, oh, my God. He's like, you're such a guy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And so, I mean, communication is all about communications because we're older. He's 45. I'm, I'm older. And so, you know, it, it comes down to the point where when we, were, when we were younger, like, ladies, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but when, I, when we were younger, it was like, a, I mean, you look at him and all of a sudden he's like up and ready to go. And now we're just like, oh, my God, we're so tired. You guys have kids. I'm running after a 26-year-old baby, you know, and just you're tired like literally he'll come over we'll look at each other and we'll be like all right go to sleep <laughs> we'll try again next we'll try again tomorrow and it's it all comes down to your the physical part of your relationship is just as important as the the mental and the community and all the other stuff i like i see a lot of people like well it doesn't sex isn't all that important to me and i'm just like are you a eunuch? Like it is important because your mind, body, and soul all go together and it has to be, it has to all go, it has to all work together. And so I think this last three months, we've kind of, we've kind of drawn a lot closer together because we're, we're maintaining all three now. It's not like one's no longer there. I mean, we went almost two months without having, without ever having sex. I'm like, what the is wrong with this picture? You know, I was like, this is ridiculous. And to me, I think the most intimate part is the fact that you can. I mean, you don't have to, but it's the fact that he's there, you're there, and it's, let's do it. So, I think it's gotten better once we carved out time for ourselves. And we said, put down the phone. You know, like, during that time, I won't write. Um, but he, I won't write, but then he'll sit there and he'll be like, oh, so where are you at in your book? What are you doing in your book? Who's having sex in your book? I'm like, shut up. I thought we're not talking about work. And he's all, doesn't matter. So who's having sex? I'm like, fine. I guess because they're having sex and we're not. Might as well talk about it. But um, That's so nice, yeah. though. It, it's, it's cool. He's really supportive uh, when it comes to my work and when it comes to what I'm doing. He's very supportive. That's, that's one thing that I can say about him is that he's always supportive. My husband tells everyone, my wife writes books. I'm like, I wish I could be like that. Hi, I write books. <laughs> my boyfriend tells him I write porn. He's like, he, my husband, want... he's sold books on my behalf because he, he's a personal trainer, so he meets with people at the gym and they're like, oh yeah, my my wife wrote this award-winning book and <laughs> and like three days later I have a sale or something and I'm like, oh, okay. Can you just walk, like, go to door to door or something? Because I, I can't do the sales stuff. I can, I can write it. I can't sell it. Can you sell it? I think our, I think it's because the when men brag about their women, 
I think in the end, people are more likely to buy something because they're like, wait a minute, he's really supportive of her. You know, like you get, you do get a lot of guys who aren't supportive of anything that their women do. And what I've noticed is like, if I, if, I mean, people even at work, they're like, he's so proud of you. He's always talking about your books. And it's just, it makes everyone else, I guess, more likely to either read your stuff or buy your stuff, whatever you're, is when your man actually is proud. He's not like putting on a front about it. You know, you've seen guys who put on a front and you're like, yeah, you just want sex. So I think there's a difference. So yeah. Ish. Your turn. <laughs> She's shaking her head. You know, you can't be an introvert among introverts. This is a podcast-ish. I mean, I I know we're all introverts here, but you do need to. I think she clammed up for the night. It's okay. okay. Well, I think unless we have any other topics, I meant to do this at the beginning of the episode, but uh, author mixers are also for news. So we can do a round of um, of our news. I know that two people on here have a big announcement, so I will go first because mine's just a little yay me. Um, but I finished my editing pass of uh, Deceiving the Bandit Lord, and it is currently about 45,000 words. Um, so yay, the edit didn't kill me. <laughs> And um, I'm taking a, a weekend break, so I'm not going to touch anything writing-related for the weekend. And then I'm starting my second pass on Monday. So, Amy. Um, yeah, so uh, my book, um, it's a paranormal romance, and it's called Judge and Jury. It was part of the Fall into Magic box set collection and that collection actually ended um, and we came off contract um, at the beginning of the week and so this week on Thursday I released the book as a solo title um, judge and jury um, and so it's a pretty fun story um, it mixes a little bit of Creole lore um as far as magic and it has a little bit of science fiction in it just because i wrote it and i like science fiction um it has some religious occult ish um historical things in it um it's a really fun story and i really liked the characters jury and dex um so Elle just posted that she's going to put the links in the show notes if anybody's interested in checking it out it has a really beautiful cover um, that I was super proud of, um, very purple. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And then, um, I'm working on book two of the Aeon project. Uh, and that is my Takamo universe cyborg series. Um, and it's called dark star and I'm super excited. Um, even though I haven't put any new words on it in a couple of days, I have been thinking very hard about where the story is going. And I think readers are really going to enjoy the series. Um, at least I hope they do. And so, yep, that's my news for this week. Paulina has news, too. Paulina, what's up with you? So today I hit, well, last night, today, whatever, I hit publish on Beauty's Beast, which is my second book in kind of like the same world, I guess you can say. They're dealing with the same foe. Um, it's a pirate. It's an ex-slave pirate meets Beast Underground guarding the Tree of Life. 
So um, it's a short read. It's how how much is it? It's like I don't know, ninety something pages. It's a it's a short read, but I think it moves at a good pace. I've had good feedback for it. So yeah, that was up now on Amazon. It's only up on Amazon right now. Um, I'm hoping to have it on all the other sites by the end of today. So that's my news story out. Do I have a pre-order? Oh, yeah, duh. So thanks for reminding me. And I have a pre-order pre for Dual Guardian. That comes out on the 20th of this month. So I have two releases in the same month. So I am literally like running around like a chicken. But at least the chicken has, you know, wings or something, I think. But yeah, that one's still up for pre-order. As um, it's up for pre-order for two nine nine. As soon as it goes live, it will jump to the regular price. Um, so yeah, you want to get it in now. Thanks, L. I forgot. Fish, do you have any news to share? Um, I'm about sixty pages on Maiden of Fire, third round, no, fourth round edits. We decided to do another one, so she's almost there. I did sub a query laid. If they say no, then I'll just um, but I just, I really love that place and their covers and their books. They're awesome, so if I can get in there and get a really nice cover, that would be wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, That's about really it. That just that's exciting though, because I have been writing Maiden of Fire since twenty twelve, maybe twenty thirteen. It's it's been a while. So to me that's big excitement to see it almost perfect. We're gonna be perfect, perfect, but at some point you have to stop. So <laughs> that's my news. Okay, so um, that is our episode on self-care. Uh, the next episode, we are actually doing a book chat. We are reading Stars Across Time uh, by Ruby Lyons-Drake. So we will come on Friday when we're recording this and speak about uh, that book. It's a um, sci-fi romance. I've liked most of Ruby's stuff so far. So I think I'm 15% in. Hope you get ladies have your copies and are ready to read. Okay, I had this thing copied. Hang on a second. Sure, I'll get around to it. Well, you like read a book in like two seconds. So I'm a slower reader because like I said, I walk and read. So I'm not, I'm not that fast. Uh, but thank you for joining us. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and share. This has been episode 18. Have a good night.